Welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I'm your host. I'm a self-taught astrologer, modern mystic, yogic guide, and women's empowerment coach living in the South Florida area. This podcast was created with the intention to share the tools, people, and modalities that have continued to help me shift and heal to up-level my life in efforts to inspire and encourage you to do the same. Thank you so much for being with me. Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. I am so excited for today's recording. I am interviewing one of my original OG sister girls, Miss <laughs> Anna Rachel. She has been an integral part of my spiritual growth and inner understanding and helping me tap into my internal wisdom and I'm so honored that she's decided to share with all of you what she does, how she does it, and maybe even a couple little tidbits about my personal experience with her, but um, really an amazing human being that's been an integral person in my life. And I've funneled so many different people to to Anna. I'm like, you got to go to Anna. You got to see Anna. She's a true gem, y'all, a true gem. So Anna has quite a bit of a background in various different modalities, and I'm excited that she's going to share not only how your physical sensations and manifestations are connected to something way deeper than just the the experience or the sensation, um, but how to kind of tap into that information so you can get more information and wisdom from within, from your own inner being to, to navigate the subconscious mind and grow and move through, because we all know that the only way out is through. And sometimes we have these various different experiences, whether they be, you know, in the physical, emotional, or mental, and they're telling us something more. And we know that we sense that, but we're not quite sure how to navigate that. And Anna is my jam. Like I said, she's your girl. So without further ado, Welcome, Anna. Thank you so, so much again for taking the time out to be here with me and have this little conversation over coffee this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Shelly, for having me and uh, being in this space with you is so, so special. I've seen your growth and um, just hearing your voice and your presence in this space is impressive. And I'm just like, so proud to know you. Oh, likewise, girl, the feeling's mutual. I really, <laughs> we were pushed together. So um, can you tell us a little bit about you, what you do, how you got into what you did and, and what you currently do, just to kind of give us a little well-rounded background? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so I came to be here on my own quest to uh, figure out really who I am, who I want to be. Um, It started in 2009 when I was introduced to alternative medicine. And I started getting sessions uh, with modalities of acupuncture, uh, body talk, energy medicine. And it completely changed my life, my perspective. I remember the first time my practitioner saying to me, Anna, you create your reality. And I was, I I actually journaled it that day. And I normally don't keep my journals. Um, I kind of like let that energy go. But I, I found that entry of like, of Anna, you create your reality. And so anyway, it was so, it was so mind blowing and shifting. And um, within a few months, I really felt so much more centered and grounded. And I decided that it was something that I needed to invest in so that I could give that feeling to other people, Mm. um, that sense of themselves and, you know, who they are and, and their potential to create whatever they want. So, um, yeah, immediately I enrolled in all of the classes possible in body talk. Um, within a year, a year and a half, I had taken all of the advanced modules. Um, I was enrolled in acupuncture school at the same time. So they were overlapping and, um, it was like, it was a deep dive into, 
um, me and healing and, um, and yeah, so that's essentially how I began. Um, and then as that evolved, I started taking classes on, um, the mind and working with the subconscious mind. And that was in 2011 that I, um, start actually, no, that was in 2010 that I started with the subconscious mind in 2011. I really took, uh, more classes that allowed me to work with images and, um, releasing limiting belief systems and creating, uh, manifesting more of what you want. And then I, and then I actually, I mean, any class that came my way, I took. <laughs> so, oh. so I guess that's how I got started. Um, and and then for yourself, right. It's like, let me take all these classes. Let me find what works. Let me take what does and let me leave what doesn't, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I guess, you know, from the first several years, I would take anything that came my way. Um, and now I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm better at, at deciding, you know, what, what resonates and what I can leave, leave aside. So yeah, then in, in 2015, I started doing family constellations for myself to work on my own familial relationships and my relationship with, you know, just people in my environment. And I became an instructor of a class that helps you build and structure your intuition. And now um, in addition to all of that, I'm a family constellations facilitator and systemic coach. So a lot, a lot of background. And I am just really grateful that I get to weave it all in into my sessions in different ways as people need. Yeah, I love that. I remember um, like one of the first times that I went to you, you were located in Miami and a really close friend of mine, which we both know dearly, Dobo's. Um, yeah. you gotta go see Anna kind of like <laughs> so you know, sweet. everybody else that I meet. I'm like, you gotta go see Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so um, sweet. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I remember like stepping into that space. And at that time I was going through a lot. I was going through, you know, my step, my, my divorce and really truly kind of just humbling myself to like whatever, because I was just looking for peace. And I remember going into a session with you and it was a little strange in the beginning because I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? You know, because I had been exposed to some weird shit, but I wasn't really exposed to like the weird shit being applied to like calmness, if that makes sense. Mm. Right. Cause like typically things that are weird and crazy are chaotic, right? And the energy is like really, really high and things mm -hmm. that were happening with your session were, were strange and different and weird than I, that I've ever experienced, but more in like a, a calming uh, feeling, which was, which was different than what I was typically accustomed to. <laughs> that's so interesting yeah and I remember you using like so many different modalities and I loved it and I remember leaving the first time I was like I'm floating <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like so connected to everything else going on because it helped me tap into that space that is connected to everything else so mm. it was a really interesting you know I knew then that I was going to continue going to you for probably forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful. Yeah. You know that you, you, I just want to make sure that people kind of know what this, what this is. You mentioned that you took a whole bunch of different body talk classes. Like what is that? And you also mentioned something about the mind and I know that you're involved in mindscape and like a little bit of what that, that is as well. Yeah. So in, included in, you know, the energy medicine that I do, like Reiki, which I'm sure most of you are um, aware of, uh, body talk is an energy medicine uh, that brings balance to the body mind. And uh, it's an intuitive practice. Some people compare it to acupuncture without needles. Uh, and then Mindscape is um, the class that I am certified in to um, teach for at the advanced levels. And basically, um, it's a class like Alpha State classes um, or the Silva Method, where you create. Love the Silva uh, Method. That book is yeah. changed my life. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, just 
really working with the subconscious mind, getting into alpha state to uh, understand your life better, uh, to interpret, you know, what's going on in your life in a more holistic way and create change for yourself uh, with in relation to other people, in relation to your world, your work, all of it. So I'm really fortunate to have those as my, as some of my foundations um, included with acupuncture, uh, Reiki, now family constellation, systemic coaching. Yeah, it's, it's, Ever since I was young, I always loved the concept of like healing touch. And so I, you know, for some reason, you know, always wanted to like give people shoulder massages or foot rubs or something. Okay, and it was just it. my way. Yeah, it. <laughs> it was my way of connecting. And and so now I get to um, do that for people, you know, just like really connect with people on a heart level and channeling or accessing these different therapies um, that that I love and I'm so grateful for. Yeah, you're such a powerhouse. I love it. And mm, thank you. so many, so many beautiful gifts that have enriched so many as well as myself. So now can you talk about um, perhaps maybe how the physical body could express something by sensations or, you know, dis-ease, which I like to call, you know, you know, dis-ease essentially manifests into disease. And mm-hmm. um, perhaps a little bit about how the subconscious mind can be um, a really interesting tool or perhaps method to the madness, so to speak. Um, and a little bit about the subconscious mind. Like I know from what I've read before, the subconscious mind is essentially ruling our entire lives and is developed from the ages of like zero to eight. And what happens during that time is like really, really, really pivotal for who we end up becoming as adults. But I'd love for you to touch on that a little bit because I am, you know, as you know, I am too currently working with the subconscious mind in so many different mm-hmm. ways, meditations, and I've seen such a powerful shift. And again, with things that perhaps I may not have been conscious of were recognized as, you know, somewhere that I needed to go to until doing this kind of work. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, what you're creating, Shelly, is just, like I said before, so impressive. I just, you know, I love all that you're doing and how you incorporate it with such strength and courage and confidence. I mean, you're just, you're so amazing. Um, That's a compliment coming from you, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah every time you tell me something new I'm like yes go girl like that's like, just so great yeah so good so um I'm happy to be part of your team um yes. yeah yeah so the I love that you brought that up because you know when I'm when I'm being recorded in any way I get so in my own way nervous although I love doing this stuff you know I just um I'll forget it's, of course, it's a part of unless, it right so so unless it's like on my, you know, a note. Um, so I'm glad that you brought it up. Thank you. So yeah, the body, as you said, just before the call, you said the body keeps score, which I know is a book that you, you love and, and access and, you know, touch into. And I think that it's, you know, it's a great name and it makes so much sense because it's, it's like, yeah, our bodies remember, mm-hmm. um, And the phrase that I always love to use uh, is the issue is in the tissue. (laughs) And, you know, it's um, physical pain as a symptom of things that are going on at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And as you know, we are made of energy. So we are energetic beings and we have different levels of uh, functioning and being in this world, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. And so um, when people come to me, they may have physical pain, right? But the idea behind my work and what I love to do is to understand why is it showing up? Uh, What, you know, like, when did it start to show up? Um, when was the first time and what was going on in your life? What were you feeling? 
what were you working through? And, um, and then you, you reference the very, like our childhood and our, our young ages and how we are just sponges and soaking up the world. And it's, some people say six, some people say seven, it, you know, there really is this sense that we are just taking in our environment, downloading it, um, functioning in theta brainwave state. So a deeper um, meditative state, essentially, as children, where we just take in our environment. And then that becomes a blueprint or our blueprint. And then as adults, we get to shift that and change that. And it, it does take effort and it does take um this sense of will but it it definitely can be done so uh going back to the physical body when um you know when you look at pain and how it's manifesting where it's manifesting all of that has significance so pain in your hand is going to be different than pain in your knee which is going to be different than pain in your hips and all areas of the body hold different uh, themes, I guess, of consciousness. So our hips are our foundations and um, our knees are flexibility. And there are a few different uh, words uh, going into like Louise Hayes sort of concepts yes, where, that. yeah, right. So going into those concepts and applying them in the sessions and then, uh, and in dialogue, and even that brings, you know, more awareness so that the pain can ease as our emotions ease because our bodies don't know the difference between physical pain and emotional pain. They don't know the difference. Our bodies don't know the difference between what is imagined and what is real. So, you know, there's so much opportunity to heal ourselves. And I love facilitating someone's process, bringing them into a more relaxed state in order to let their body, you know, really do the work. I did the song, like, I don't know why this stuff happens. <laughs> words will trigger like a song lyric. And it's like, let the bodies hit the float. Let the bodies hit the float. <laughs> yeah. it's like, you have to hit rock bottom sometimes. Like, and, oh like my God. listen to your freaking yeah. body and like yeah. do, do it and like do the work. You know, I, I didn't know, which was, an, I just actually jotted this down that we were predominantly in theta, which is so, it makes so much sense as a child that we're like primarily functioning in theta because that yeah. is, like you said, like where we are most, you know, affected by suggestions. Like we do meditation right. to manifest and create in that same brainwave. Exactly. So it makes so much more sense to know that children are predominantly functioning from that space. And what's even more interesting to me, and like, I don't know if anybody's with me on this. I mean, if you're on this podcast, I'm sure there's some speculation, but the mere fact that children start school right around that time as well, mm -hmm. and it's like already mm -hmm. the, the, um, the confines and the limitations and almost like this directive kind of energy already coming at you at such a very young age is like really interesting to think about. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that you touched on pain and you touched on it a little bit, but I jotted down as you were talking about it. Uh, what are like the main, or I guess your clients per se, what are the biggest pain points physically and how do they apply to what's, you know, going on within? So like, maybe like your top three, like, is it like back pain or, you know, sciatica or wrist pain, neck pain, like all of these different things and how you kind of navigate that and what they can be indicators of for maybe some of our listeners who are like, oh shit, I have that neck pain too. Damn. I never thought about it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, that's so funny. Um, yeah, with pain, um, it really makes like reminds me to come back into my body because it's so easy for me to just go straight up into my, my mind or like even daydreaming state like alpha. And so then it just like grounds me back in my body. Um, you're going to say your herbal closet. I was like, uh, I was like, your I herbal do have an card. herbal closet. I, I do mean, have that's, one. <laughs> that's what I usually do. I'm like, um, what kind of herbs instead of like always going into like the, the actual reason I still go to like 
what kind of essential oils, what kind of herbs, what yeah. can I do to make this better? So I thought that's what you were going to say. No, yeah, well, I, and that's so true because actually, I, you know, I've really set an intention to just stop buying so many external product, products. Yes. Um, I mean, like I'm not a shopper, but when it comes to shopping for supplements, yeah, you know, I just did it this morning. Impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and of course there is a need for, for external products at at different points. Um, as long as for, in my own, for my own rule, it's as long as it's not, um, my, like, let's say a needed crutch, you know, like I allow them to be fun. I have my frankincense and, uh, bergamot right next to me, a few oils just for my own self fun, you know, but, um, Anyway, so we totally digress into the herbal closet. No, no, I love it. But it's so true because because we all use these these, um, physical tools to feel like we're back in the world. I remember someone sharing with me that they, you know, they wear a lot of jewelry because it grounds them like it like they feel something on their body. So my, you know, and, and as you said, we have to hit rock bottom in order to like tune into our bodies into our lives and shift and um and my work in particular in the last year has really been getting back into my own body and I actually had a crazy injury this summer where I broke both wrists and had to have double surgery um and I really hit rock bottom in that moment it was like I had needed a break I had needed a pause to just process my own stuff my body found a way, I found a way to make that happen. And, and I spent like immobilized, I spent some really deep work time, like some, some time just doing the deep work, really facing all of that. And my wrists fully recovered in a very, very short amount of time. Um, because I really felt into all of the sensations, the pain, the itchiness. And so I guess that brings me into your question, essentially, which was the, like, what, what body parts do people come with pain to me for? And a lot of people will come with um, knee pain. I mentioned these before, knee pain, lower back pain, and shoulder pain. I also get, um, like, people with tennis elbow a lot of the time. Less golfers, but, like, more tennis. Right. Um, so then if we look at joints, we're looking at mobility, flexibility for, in my instance, the wrists, it's like, you know, the mobility, flexibility, gripping onto life, you know, like in what way did I really need to come back into the present moment while I was working through my own stuff? When someone comes with shoulder pain, uh, the weight of the world is on their shoulders. And if we're looking at the sides of the body, right side is more masculine in inherently in energy medicine and left side is more feminine, just as the back of the body is more masculine and the front is more feminine. And so this is working with Chinese medicine, looking at um, theories from, again, Louise Hayes or German New Medicine or Body Talk. And so there are just so many um, modalities that you can access that might resonate with you um, and someone else might resonate with some, with another. So there's, you know, there's just so much to tap into, um, and just finding the right practitioner to have that dialogue with, I think is really important. And yeah, you know, you know, best, like as I do, you, you can go to someone and they're an amazing practitioner, but if it doesn't gel, not worth right. going back to, you know? So true. I actually just, um, I, I did a session with a, with a hypnotherapist, which, you know, I, I did my research on and all this stuff. And I, I did one there like hypnotherapy session and I was like, okay, like it, it was helpful, but it wasn't quite what I was expecting, which there's a part of me there that might be a little egotistical there, but it's almost like I can get myself to that meditative state. I need someone to bring me to like the deeper part of like that meditative Mm. state. Right. So I guess it was more, and I mean, again, this could be trying again and, and, you know, going, going to them again, but there is like a part of you that speaks so much louder than what's currently at play that 
we we need to listen to. And I think we've gotten mm-hmm. so far gone from listening to our guttural sense, our inner wisdom, because we've we've applied so much logic into life that we haven't really allowed the flow of life to kind of take a take a take a seat, you know, in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, the logical mind is, is the driver, right. And thinking about where we're going and what's going to happen. And then the hearts in the passenger seat. And I think that sometimes they need to take, you need to take a break from, from the intellect, right. And like switch the driver a little bit because, you know, in your body, your body will tell you, you know, and I'm sure everyone can, can relate to meeting somebody or going somewhere and you just get like a weird sense or a good sense and your body will give you information that the logical mind can't quite articulate in such a way. And Mm -hmm. dropping into that space is really where the healing and the power happens, as well as the innate connectivity to your true authentic self, right? Because throughout life, you know, going back to the subconscious as a child, you're you're really kind of being tailored by your parents, tailored by society, tailored by school. And you think as an adult, this is who you are, quote unquote, right? This is who I am. It's like always like what people end up kind of regurgitating. And it's like, is it though? Like, is it, <laughs> right? Like, or, or did something happen that you just developed that way of reacting or that habit to reacting instead of, you know, again, dropping into your body and saying, wow, I feel this emotion. Where do I feel it in my body? Okay. What is it telling me? Did something like, what was the first memory of that? You know, what was the, you know, that I can remember and go back and go back and go back and kind of dig a little bit deeper each time that it happens to use the wisdom within, you know, we can, we could seek every practitioner and yeah, you're right. You know, certain practitioners vibe with you and certain ones don't, we should always listen to that part of our body, but in essence, you are your own guru, you know, any practitioner, any coach or anything like that is really trying to lead you back to yourself. If we're, if we want to get to the core of it, right. It's like, we're not here to, to help you be dependent on us to get there. We want you to have the tools in order for you to get there too. So it's a really interesting, you know, play with, with the external seeking, right. Like we had mentioned with actual physical things whether it be Tylenol or herbs it's like always grasping for outside and like Mm -hmm. you said there is a need for the external which you know I think life coaches and um, practitioners have a really really huge space for people in their lives but at the same time it's like okay that's that's not where you can always tap into that space you can also begin to learn how to tap into that space within yourself as well and listen to to your internal wisdom and your internal guru. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's interesting is like, as we tune into the concept of intuition and that we are all intuitive, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we go into this, as you were saying, this like guttural sensation. Well, we were trained, right. To have those feelings that we're having now in a way. So we were trained to ignore our natural instinct Mm -hmm. in order to, act on the belief systems that we were trained to believe um, uh, with well-intentioned people overall, like generally, you know, people um, do their best with what they have. Right. Right. Um, So, so as adults or, you know, as capable teens, if we have any on the call, it's a practice. And part of it is understanding the limiting beliefs that are coming up and where they're coming from. Are they coming from your childhood? Are they coming from your parents, your grandparents? And this gets into family constellations and systemic work. Like, is it coming from your family? Is it coming from a system that you're a part of? For instance, um, like a spiritual group or the country that you live in or the political group that you are a part of, you know, like that your family is a part of. So then, you know, trusting our intuition comes with working through those limiting beliefs in order to create ones that serve you. So are your belief systems serving you? Um, Are, you know, you carrying the family trauma that has been passed down and, and, you know, it's now your job to work through, but really about, you know, like it's about handing it back to who it came from so that you can be authentically you and you can tune into what your true intuition is for yourself. Like, what do you want to create in your life? 
who do you want to be? How do you want to be? How do you want to interact? Mm-hmm. And the only way, as you were saying, is through, uh, through the limiting beliefs in order to get to the other side, through the physical sensations in order to watch them shift. In other words, when we're in a stressed state or an emotionally heightened state, if we check in with our body, our emotions are directly linked to physical sensations in our body. And if we, it's proven that if we observe our physical sensations while we're in an emotionally heightened state, within 90 seconds, that emotion can pass and will shift. And you will see the, and feel the physical sensations shifting in your body as the emotion is releasing. And the more we do that, the more quickly we move through emotions, the more readily we are, the more ready we are to face, you know, the world and all that it comes with. Because as much as we create around us, life does happen. But how we choose to respond to it, not react, but how we choose to respond to it is really where our inner power is. Boom. (laughs) All over the place, right? Now... I have to play that song when we get off the phone. I'm going to have my own private dance party here. <laughs> you, you got it in my head. I'm like, oh my God, my clubbing days came came back to me in a wave. My right? body felt it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love dance parties. I swear that's the one way that I shift and move my energy the fastest and like elevate my frequency. Like if I'm having... Yeah like a poo-poo day I put on you know Mariah Carey's all I want for Christmas is you oh my god yes all my worries are gone all my worries are gone I know it applies Christmas with really good vibes and that's it it's over for me um I was actually brought to as you were talking I was brought to one of the sessions that I had with you and um you were you were tapping into my right lower colon and without me really like verbalizing much of anything that was going on. And for those of you that, that have, you know, been following this podcast, you know, that I've been, you know, working with the dynamic with my mom, but one of the first sessions that um, I had with you, you were like, something happened with your mom. And you're like, this was like about at the time, I think it was like three or four years ago. And um And like the things that my body was holding was telling you things. And I was like, yeah, like this situation happened with my mom and it really put a bad taste in my mouth and like the dynamic with my father's passing at the same time. And, you know, as much as my mind was kind of telling me like, get over it, it's fine. I was still like the remnants of that were still lingering. And on top of probably, you know, other past, you know, happenings with my mom but it it's interesting that you know even our internal organs can harbor so much and like as much as we talk about like physical pain we can also talk about like the things that our body shares with us with our organs like lab work right like our liver our liver like can harbor you know from what i've been told and correct me if i'm wrong or if you have a different school of thought is anger and the lungs are grief, right? So, you know, even our organs are kind of sending us messages, even if we can't necessarily feel the physical manifestation of discomfort or pain, things are going on within our body as well, because the energy transfer as energetic beings is is channeling, it's networking, right? Like, if you don't have your lungs, you're not working. If you don't have your brain, you're not working. If you don't have your bladder, you're not working. Same with your kidneys mm-hmm. and all these different things that are a part of the whole that are sending energy. And I probably because my husband's an electrician, right? And I'm like sitting next to wire. <laughs> but like, you know, we are kind of channeled like like a machine in a sense where it's like these pathways are communicating with one another. And when we're looking at pathways of physical pain, yes, for sure, which is like, you know, a sensation that we can all relate to, but even going a slightly deeper than that in the physical manifestation as far as organs. Can you mm-hmm. touch on that a tiny bit too? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Shelly. I'm just, I'm so impressed with you. I love, <laughs> I love how you're just weaving this together. Hey, listen, um, it's spirit. It's spirit. I literally, for those of you who are listening to my podcast and have taken my yoga classes, y'all know too, I flow with it. And I open myself yeah. up as like a vessel in all that I do. And I just like allow what 
what I know needs to come out, come out for the proper people that are present and listening. And it just, it just flows. And that's the best way I swear. (laughs) Yeah. And it's beautiful that, you know, that you're here sharing these, these intimate experiences, not just from your session, but what comes up in sessions. And so often, even, you know, I sometimes will hesitate to be, to share that experience, not realizing, right how uh, impactful it is for others to hear it too, because we, you know, we hide behind Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and just, there's this sense of happiness and joy that we all exude. And there is so much underneath the surface that we all experience that are so like just parallel, you know? And Um, I would open a book, like anything that pops up, like in like the sessions or like about my mom and stuff. Like I, I talk about that openly because I feel like as much as it's a part of my healing, I've had so many people reach out to me and be like, I feel the same exact way about my mom. Thank you for sharing. Like, and that, that shows me that we need more community. Right. Like we used to do shit back in the day. Like As women, we used to go to the red tent when we would be on our periods and we would just have these like, you know, probably some witchcraft going on along, (laughs) you know, communal sharing. Right. And like we've we've distanced ourselves from true, authentic sharing of our lives to like the, 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 what we think society wants of us or whatever the case may be. And I, I think it's, I don't want to say that I'm like, I, I'm open. Like I am a happy person. Generally, you know, this, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm very optimistic about life and about circumstances, but at the same time, we all have layers that we're working through and some of us right. have different have different layers, but yeah, sharing is, is money. It's, 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 what's going to elevate the frequency of this universe, in my opinion, and the consciousness that the Christ consciousness that we all want to see because the wounds yeah. are holding us down, right? The wounds are weighing us down. And it's like, not nah, bitch. That's where you gotta go. You don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. go there. But when you go and there, it's it's such a relief, you know. It's yeah. like the weights lifted off of you because the wound is actually our strength. Once we yeah. really learn to embrace our wounds, I mean, as as I've worked through the like the deepest levels of you know the root of my patterns. I have become so much more relatable, so much more connected. At least that's how I feel. And like, that's what I feel, you know, towards others, which means that they're probably feeling it too, you know? So I just, I love that, that this is happening more and more. I love that it's popularized, you know, that like mental health is being spoken about and emotional health and spiritual health and, you know, all of it. Right. So sorry, I'm going to just, I'll circle back to your initial question. Oh, no, totally organs. But listen, this is how normal conversations go. This is a normal <laughs> conversation. We're just hitting record. Okay. Like we're not like, yeah, we don't have an outline for this podcast either. We're just rolling with it, as I said. So, um, yeah, it's more natural. And like when you have conversations, you do end up getting, getting thrown off on a tangent, but the tangent that we go off on is still applicable to what's going on, you know? So totally. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And I mean, you know me, if you tell me to do something, it will get done. So I'm like, okay, I promise I'll answer. <laughs> um, yeah. So you were saying that even our organs store, store memories and emotions. And so it's every cell of our body and even Within those cells, the different parts of the cell can hold something specific. Um, And if we go into the cell and then we look at the DNA, it's like, what is being brought into the DNA, you know, like from our, our families and our history. So the, the different channels that flow through our body are in Chinese medicine explained as energy pathways or meridians. And Um, they connect the upper body to the lower body and you have them on both sides of the body, these energy pathways, and you have them, uh, you have energy pathways that represent and are linked to the organ system. So you have the stomach meridian and you have the gallbladder meridian and the liver meridian. And, uh, and then you have extra meridians that, that tap into and balance different elements of your body. So when we're looking at 
the liver, as you said, which um, can store anger. Well, the liver can actually store different emotions, but in according to Chinese medicine, then they would be misplaced. So the liver best knows how to process anger, and so does the gallbladder. But the liver anger that we express is going to be different than the liver gallbladder, uh, than the anger expressed from the gallbladder. So the, yeah, so the liver anger is going to be like, um, just, you know, the more of a regular release of, of frustration or, um, let's say like, yeah, more of a, a regular release of frustration. And then the gallbladder is going to be like held on to, like you hold on to it and you keep holding on to it. And you swallow your anger and you're like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to be a good girl or a good boy or whatever it is. And you hold it until one day you explode. And that explosion is really destructive. Uh, So having a balanced gallbladder meridian or um, energetic gallbladder, because some people have their gallbladders removed. Yeah. Right. But what's interesting is why was the gallbladder removed? Well, we have gallstones. Okay. So totally like my thought process right now. (laughs) Right. And then our gallstones. Well, why is there, you know, a hardening object in our gallbladders? And it's like, well, what, what are you storing in there? You know, what, what aggression or maybe not the word is an aggression, but what frustrations and yeah, what frustrations, fears, are you storing that you didn't respond to in the moment? Um, yeah, so so that's layered, right? Each organ is layered in its own emotion. When we're having acid reflux, immediately it's what are we not digesting in life? Looking at the stomach, what are we not digesting in life? When we're craving sweets, we want you know the sweetness of life. But when we're craving sweets at night, we're craving our sweetheart, you know, like, how are we not connecting with our partner who we live with? Or, or are we single? And what's going on? You know, like, not that anyone has to be partnered. But, um, you know, of course, that's an individual choice. Yeah, but but exactly. But then but then there are these manifestations that come up. And so then we'll look at the spleen and like, how we nourish ourselves. Um, how do we mother ourselves? Damn. So there's there's a lot there, yeah. So my mom had her spleen removed. So okay, wow. yeah, right. Like Anna knows what's up. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. She has a, a fatty liver. My dad had acid reflux. Um, mm. My mom's dad had something to do with his liver. I think he had liver cancer, right? Wow, um, but I don't think he ever drank or anything like that. So yeah, when you're talking about how the DNA also applies to all this, like that's that's like where my mind is currently going and hearing you speak mm-hmm. about this, you know, like and you and I have never really had this dialogue. We just go into these sessions, right? So it's like mm-hmm. it's actually more nourishing for me after doing these multiple sessions with you to have this conversation because it's mm-hmm. it's all really clicking because I don't have like a lot of the, like I have some knowledge base, but not as much as like you do on like Chinese medicine and all these different aspects of the physical body. So that's incredibly uh, applicable to, to my personal situation with regards Mm. to like the energy centers of the organs and, and what they're connected to. Yeah. I love when downloads take place in just like a simple conversation. Um, And actually we're, you know, when we attend um, like a group family constellation, other like the people who are not, as we call it, like the hot seat, but like the people who are not the client, but they're the representatives or as some people call them the resonators or even just the observers of the constellation, they actually sometimes benefit more than the client themselves. Because when we are the client, our guard is actually up more than we know. So even when we say, oh, we don't have expectations or, you know, I'm, I'm fully open to seeing and hearing and, you know, going through it, actually, you know, we're faced with our story. We're faced with our history. We're faced with our pain. We're faced with our emotions. 
And so we have developed coping mechanisms to protect ourselves from facing those things, because if we face them, we're afraid they're too big and too scary and too painful. So we kind of put a guard up even in sessions. And when we're an observer of someone else's uh, process, or when we're just in a simple dialogue conversation, we're, our guards are down actually a bit more. And so we're able to really take in more and have those downloads. Yeah. And you know, what comes to mind is like subconscious resistance. Like the last session that I had with you recently, um, that's kind of like what came up and like hearing you say that it's like, you know, my mind might be open and I in general might be open, but there's something deep within me that might still be resistant and I'm unconscious as to it being the resistance and unconscious to perhaps what that resistance is, right? Because mm. you know, the session that I had, like for those of you, just to kind of put you up to speed, I, I go to Anna sometimes and I'm like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> do what you got to do, see what comes up. And like, that's why I came. Um, one of the first sessions that I did that was around mother's day and God did I, I felt like I had like an exorcism of like sobs, like literally like dry heaving. And this was like in the midst of COVID and I was like boohooing all over. It It was beautiful. No, it was beautiful. I'm so grateful that you were open. Yeah. It was like this, like exorcism of, of emotional purge when it came to my mom. And then I, I recognized after the session, like why I was there and it was right around mother's day. And then, you know, this last session that I, I, I went to with her, I was just kind of open. Like I, I didn't really know. I just like wanted to make an appointment. I was just led to do so. And, you know, what came up was like this foggy cloud and I didn't know what it was initially, but then it, it kind of revealed itself as being the resistance. And sometimes, you know, unconsciously and, you know, perhaps consciously happening, but unaware of, of, of it actually man, how it manifests, right? Like we might be being resistant in ways that we, our perception won't really allow us to see because, because we're, we're in that energetic space. So, you know, it's really interesting to, to hear that because yeah, there's a lot of things that are just very deep. And again, we, we may want our healing to happen and unfold for us. And we may want that growth to happen and unfold for us, but recognizing that at times we're the ones that are getting in our own way. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, um, and I love that whenever people say I'm like getting in my own way and it's so true. It's like, uh, there's just so many, you know, even being really conscious of with all of the work that I do, it's, you know, I of course have those moments like daily where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm totally, you know, I'm creating the block right now, but the more awareness that we have, the more dialogue that we have, the more, you know, work that we do within ourselves for ourselves, you know, with a facilitator, with a practitioner, all of that creates the potential for you to become aware of the moment that you're about to step back into the same pattern that you want to jump out of. And we've been living, you know, as, as we, from like, as from the beginning of our conversation, we were saying, yeah, we, you know, we function from our subconscious mind and they put numbers to it, but really, you know, no one really knows the numbers, but 95% of the time we're functioning from our, our subconscious mind. Right. And so basically, you know, walking around without the awareness, but when, when we bring our conscious mind into the mix of understanding and hearing and seeing the patterns then and we continue to have the dialogues it does go into the subconscious mind and we do we are able to make shifts with awareness and like okay I'm doing it again you know and and I have the choice right now and sometimes I still choose to be in the pattern and that's okay but like at least I'm aware you know um for yourself in that process because it happens right yeah yeah you're like able, able to fully sever that part, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And then other, other aspects of yourself, you know, like other patterns will be really easy to just shift out of once you have the awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, deeper 
deeper layers come up and, and we get to work through that. So another thing I noticed with a lot of my online work is that when, when the topic is getting, I don't know if the word is sticky, but like, you know, there's this resistance coming up in the field, uh, in the dialogue of, you know, some place that someone doesn't want to go or is just now facing for the first time. Sometimes the phone will cut off or Zoom will go, like be on the fritz or Wi-Fi will cut out. And like the resistance can just be so strong. So then, you know, it's important to say, okay, like I've, I've pushed my own limit, right? In my, in what I'm facing in my belief systems. And I need to like, just go inward, just meditate a little bit. And then maybe the next awareness will be ready, you know? Yeah. Wow. Such powerful information. I'm gaining like so much insight on like this end of the conversation with you, which I love so deep. <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough dialogue, I guess. <laughs> no, we don't. well, really, we don't. I mean, we kind yeah. of, we, maybe it's more so recently, I would say. Yeah. Um, but, and that's why we're here. But yeah. I think that <laughs> that the the open dialogue with these various different modalities and the information is like super helpful for me as well as somebody who, you know, goes to you because then I, I gain a little bit of your perspective through my personal process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. And it builds, it builds a bridge, right? right? So like, as you understand it, it like that, that not that you have a guard up, but like those barriers sure that we have sometimes. start to come down what I said I'm sure I do sometimes I ain't perfect you know <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was like oh the last thing I need to say is that she has her guard up doesn't <laughs> matter no, I'll still no, go, to you. You I'll go to you <laughs> no I don't think that you do but I think it just goes into like okay like I don't know what's coming next on on a conscious level I'm I'm ready for it but on a subconscious level it's like do I really want to go there? You know? Yeah. And, and I think there's this constant like jumping in and then stepping back a little bit that at least I know I do. And I'm sure other people do of like, yes, sure. I'm ready. I'm all in. And then there's like the oh, Aries. Shit. I just stepped in it. Like, Oh my God, I didn't want to step in that. You know, that's the Aries girl. <laughs> yeah, that's the Aries. Is that it? Oh my God. <laughs> I, swear, I, I like, I say to it, like sometimes my fire burns to burn the bullshit and sometimes I just need to tend to my flame. And like, mm -hmm. as an Aries, like we're fire signs, right? But like the fire yeah. can be used to benefit, right? Mm -hmm. The fire can mm -hmm. be used to destroy. And I yeah. don't know when in my, you know, younger years, I was a fighter. I was arrested for fighting and like I was mm. brought to court and my God only knows about my liver because at the time I was, <laughs> I was just thinking about fun. your liver. <laughs> Did my liver come up the last time? Maybe. No, I don't know. No, I don't think so. But it just made me think of it time. right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm like my poor liver. I was drinking like a lush and going back like it was nobody's business. And I would have these like outbursts of anger. And, you know, through my through my own personal journey to where I am today, it has brought me to the awareness that a lot of that anger was really repressed sadness, you know? And, yeah. And I just didn't know or didn't have an outlet to to process it and right. um i think too unfortunately the mental arena and and you know more awareness is coming through for adults to voice things but dude where it really needs to start is like children and like i would love to have some sort of like a program whether it be like a workout or you know a group thing where you like send your kids to daycare, but it's more mm -hmm. of like a psychological um, mm -hmm. subconscious process. Like, dude, if anybody's out there listening and totally gets what I'm trying to say and wants to run with this shit, run with it, just cut me a check later. But I think that <laughs> it would be such an amazing thing to, to be open because how many parents throw their kids in daycare, but that daycare is, yeah, it's teaching you like the fundamental, you know, information about learning, but that is where we are the most supple in our subconscious, right? It's like, that's where the work needs to start. And, and we need to kind of talk about that a little bit more and offer things that are a little bit more geared towards, towards children. And, 
you know, my poor son, I mean, maybe he's definitely not poor, but like I know that through, <laughs> through the, um, through the divorce process that I had with my ex-husband, there's no way that he went unscathed, but to what extent, I don't know yet. And that's, you know, I feel like I, if there was something more that, that a daycare could do outside of just the intellect aspect think we would we would probably all be a little different as well if it was openly spoken about in that arena yeah and I think you know it it always ends up you know starting at home Mm -hmm. right and I was fortunate enough to go to a Montessori growing up I am a huge Montessori advocate Um, yeah I do wish that they taught me other languages at that time you know because like that's the best time but um but I am grateful because you know there there is this this element of of inclusiveness right like including all all types of kids you know and um and so in that way there's some element that that exists in society but what you're talking about um I love I love working with kids and their subconscious minds and and as you know, our subconscious mind thinks in images, right? It functions in images and colors. And so when we are able to use our imagination, enter into alpha state, which is beta is how we you know, function on a day-to-day basis. Theta is a more deeper meditative state that we talked about. And alpha is kind of in between where we get to access the subconscious mind well-being awake and aware and functioning and so and kids drop into it really quickly and they're they're so creative in their daydreaming all of the state and and there's so much that can be done um in using images understanding how they're feeling what you know what they would like in life more of and I don't just mean like chocolate and candy but like the type of love that they want you know how do they want to be tended to because how we love is going to be different than how the next person loves, just like how we love is actually going to be different than how your own child loves, you know, sometimes they're in parallel, and sometimes they're, they're not in sync. And, and how do we get in sync with them? It's not their job to, you know, please us. So like, it does, it starts at home, it starts by having these dialogues so that parents can introduce it to their kids, and having fun with the concept, you know, it's, it's amazing that as you create little beings, you get to transform the world and their world and create potential for them. And they, you know, follow your, you know, they have your lineage and they get, you know, there's so much, there's so much expansiveness and joy that can come through this process as people and parents embrace, embrace these elements in it bring them into their lives. And you said something, I made a note about anger, where, um, you know, as a teen, you were so angry, and on, you know, a deeper level, there was so much sadness. And like, our livers know how to process healthy anger. But when anger is, is displaced, it in Chinese medicine, they say that's when like, the that's when the anger gets out of proportion, or acting up happens, and that sort of thing. But moving away from the concept of Chinese medicine and how our organs are storing the anger, we can look at systemic theory where, um, where our anger is actually a secondary emotion. And mm-hmm. underneath it is always, almost always, I should say, fear and sadness. You know, a healthy amount of anger will get things done, right? Um, and you'll protect yourself. But generally, like, let's say that you need to protect yourself, that actually does come from a place of fear, right? And then the deeper sense of like, wow, how could that person do that? And then there's sadness, you know? So so when we're looking at like resentment, um, I, I practice meditation daily. I do transcendental meditation in addition to like many others, but that's my, you know, daily practice. And Bob Roth, who's incredible, Bob, if you ever hear this, Lauren and I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he was talking, he loves talking about the science of the brain and um, and he was talking about how resentment builds. And if we can't express our anger in a healthy way, the resentment, that anger gets, gets stored and then it's not properly released. And so then we're functioning from a place of resentment. And, um, you know, the angry teen that you're talking about, well, why, why is the teen angry? What is going on at home? What are the dialogues? How is she being loved or not tended to or not seen or not heard? 
So yeah, there's just, there's so much there and it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed by it. But really, if you embrace the parts of it that excite you and bring you joy, then more comes from that for you and your kids. For sure. And like you've given me so much advice with how to navigate with Trent, which I love. And he hasn't made it to your physical sessions, but he is having his sessions with Anna vicariously through me. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the most important, right? Because kids, kids, you know, what they're showing is actually amplifying what the parents are going through. So when we treat the parents, we're really treating the kids, but then, yeah, but then we get to have the fun dialogues with the kids, you know, so that they feel seen and heard, but really it's about the parents doing the work. Right. Gosh, so amazing. I feel like we can go on and on for days. I know. I was like, wait, what time is it? (laughs) No, I know. I was looking at that too, but, um, can you tell us like how I'm, everything is going to be in the show notes, uh, for those of you who are listening on how to connect with Anna, but can you tell us what you have going on soon as far as your offers and your courses, and maybe we'll touch on a little bit about what you and I were trying to co-create, um, and share that with everyone and see if we gain some feedback, but where can we connect with you? How can we take courses with you? so on and so forth. Yeah, thank you. So uh, my website is readbetweenthedots.com. And um, I chose it because I love the concept of reading between the lines, seeing in the unseen, but also the dots, like connecting the dots. And as an acupuncturist, of course, I'm obsessed with that concept. (laughs) So readbetweenthedots.com. And you can email me at Anna, A-N-A, at readbetweenthedots.com, or you can call or text me. My phone number is also available um, online. And yeah, you can book private sessions. You can book group sessions. And uh, private sessions are one-on-one online and by referral, they're in person. And then group sessions, I hold uh, group constellations online and in person. And then some workshops coming up, including those constellations that I just mentioned. So every month, the first Thursday of every month, I offer systemic and family constellations online. You can register on my website or by contacting me and doing it uh, through payment of Venmo or Zelle. And then every third Thursday of every month, I have uh, monthly meditations and themes can include manifestation, uh, mindfulness, uh, harmony, concepts like that. So yeah, my new courses I'm going to announce in early 22. Uh, and if you're interested, you can always reach out and I'll, I'll send the information your way. Love it. Thank you so much. And Anna and I were kind of talking back and forth about creating somewhat of like a course. We haven't quite figured out the whole dynamic per se, but for those conscious business people out there with modalities and, you know, the spiritual world, developing a business-like structure that works. And Mm -hmm. a part of that is also stepping outside of your comfort zone and, and doing the reels and doing the posts and getting live on camera and recording yourself, like you said earlier. And that was one of my biggest resistance is like being on camera and being recorded and I had to say F it and just do it. And the more you do it, the more you you feel comfortable in it. So if any of you are out there that have a business and have um, this perhaps maybe even just a business idea within the spiritual world and different modalities that we have going on, Anna and I wanted to work together to create a course that involves her meditation techniques as well as her other techniques to maybe use the foundational basis that we both have and co-create something that is really deep and isn't just like a part of like the logical masculine of this is your, you know, to-do list of how to create a business. This is what you have to do, but also weaving in a bit of the feminine and allowing both parts to come together and be integrated through spiritual, soulful business practices and navigating things 
from an authentic space instead of the way everyone or society expects you to navigate your business. So if you're interested in what that is all about, shoot me an email, talk to Anna about it, and we will begin to put the pieces together and perhaps allow this to be a part of our co-creational process in 2022, because there's a lot going on in 2022 energetically, the numbers in and of itself, you know, the two, the, the amount of twos in there and twos always represent balance. And in the tarot, like the second card and the major arcana is the high priestess, which is intuition. And that is really going to be heightened come 2022. And the balance between the masculine and the feminine, the balance between the intellect and the heart and the math, like all of it, the yin and the yang, all of it, it's all going to kind of come into fruition. And if you think about it too, I think I mentioned this to Anna prior to recording, but 2022 is a sixth year and the sixth card in the major arcana is the lovers and the lovers yes talks about partnership but let's talk about your own relationship with self and what that partnership looks like so lots going on in 2022 and I think bringing in a little bit of a dynamic that goes beyond the intellectual concepts of creating a business and building a business um, from a heart space is kind of the direction that we were thinking about getting into. So let us know what you think. And Anna, if you have anything that you'd like to kind of touch on that, roll with it, girl. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you you said it so beautifully. Yeah, like this this idea of bringing in all of our, our layers, right? All of our tools, accessing all of these tools and and giving you guys tools to use on your own to incorporate into your life and uh and grow with um i think that it's going to be or i know that it'll be a multi-layered project as we as we co-create because shelly and i although we merge in some like modalities in other ways she brings to the table things that i can't and and i think that it's like in co-creating you guys can get access to so much more working on the emotional level, the physical level, spiritual and uh, mental levels. So, so yeah, just like really looking forward to that and, and meeting some of you as we venture into this, into this business. I love us and I love you. <laughs> I love you. Less. <laughs> Thank you so, so much again for taking the time out to be with me and be with my listeners and sharing your heart and what you do and how you're spreading light and love through everything that you do. And I look forward to, to perhaps maybe even getting you back on the pod again and sharing a little bit more, but thank you so, so much. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart in so many different ways. And I am excited to co-create with you. And if you want to connect with Anna and connect with her on a really deep, intimate level, check her out. Let her know that you heard about her through the pod. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shelly. Love you lots. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Woo Woman podcast. If you love what we're doing over here, please make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. It helps us know that what we're doing, you love. And if you're interested in furthering your self-development and inner workings and manifestation in 2022, make sure to join me for my upcoming PSIG course that is launching and well, actually it already launched, but um, enrollment is closing soon. If you are interested in connecting with me with putting the soul in goals workshop, PSIG, please make sure to enroll and join me as we venture into 2022 with a whole new perspective of being and living. Love you so, so much.